All great stories have a beginning. If this is your first time joining us, we encourage you to start at episode one. To our returning listeners, welcome back to Sildoom. What you're about to hear, every action and combat is completely improvised. I am your host, Daniel Storm, and you're listening to the RPG Radio Show. I'm Zach McCann, and I play Gavin Rettler. I'm Andy Kanis, and I play Jacob Elias. I'm Luke Hatmaker, and I play Maze Tunnock. I'm Ben Sonic, and I play Dimitri Whisperoak. Previously on the RPG Radio Show, the inhabitants of the quiet town of Wildspring were in mourning. The local priest of Hyksnos murdered, their holy relic and amulet stolen. The bandits responsible retreated to the depths of the Singing Wood, a dense forest alive with the chirping of birds and the buzzing of insects. Maze, passing through on his way southeast, heard the plight of the townsfolk. He resolved to bring justice upon the bandits and retrieve the amulet for them. He believed it was his solemn duty as a follower of Hyksnos, the goddess of light and justice. Jacob Elias and Gavin Rettler, two wayward traveling performers, sought to keep their identities hidden as they fled the region. They seemed to have crossed an organization called the Grey Dawn, and tried to keep a low profile by disguising themselves as they traveled from tavern to tavern. Despite the threat of bandits on the southbound road through the Singing Wood, they made their way along the Beacons Highway. Along that road, Jacob and Gavin stumbled upon a grisly scene. An embattled maze fell at the feet of three bandits he had been locked in combat with. The two traveling performers seized an opportunity to strike at the bandits. The pair dispatched the remaining bandits, and Jacob saved Maze's life with healing magic. They carried Maze away and found shelter in a clearing not far from the road. As the two moons rose in the sky, they heard the bone-chilling roar of a creature unknown to them. And not long after, a nightmarish beast emerged from the tree line. As the fight ensued against the nightmare, a shout rang out from the darkness. Interlude. Dimitri stooped in the clearing, measuring the width of the paw print against his palm. The tracks he had found not even hours ago were half the size. At his estimation, this creature had been roaming this plain for no more than a ten-day, and it was growing at an alarming rate. If he didn't get it back to the wild soon, it would start causing serious harm, if it hadn't already. Dimitri gazed around the clearing, taking in an overturned barrel of wine, several bedrolls that looked hastily abandoned, and four bodies. They lie torn and shredded around the cold remnants of a campfire. But the bodies had other wounds that couldn't have been caused by the creature. The bodies, missing jagged chunks of flesh, were clearly not as fresh as the paw prints. They were dead long before the beast got there, with wounds too deep and precise to be done by claws or teeth. One body still lie propped against a tree, his severed head nearby. The beast couldn't have made a cut that clean, only a blade could. They couldn't have been dead for more than a few hours, a day at most. Other animals had not yet begun to scavenge from the bodies, the vultures circled overhead. The beast must have gorged on the corpses and fled further south. Dimitri followed the tracks out of the rancid camp, leaving the dead where they lie. The sun was sinking below the horizon. The beast was still on the loose, and it was growing. A guttural howl in the distance cut through the chatter of birds and insects, quieting all for a moment. Something unnatural stalked these woods. The trees, animals, and insects all knew it. As always, they would help him find it. 
Dimitri quickened his pace, drawing on the power he had been granted to find the fell creation of Sovacine. As the two moons rose and their blue and reddish hues filtered through the branches, Dimitri drew close to his quarry. He found a doe, freshly slain, missing most of its torso. Wide jaws and jagged teeth had crunched through it. The carcass was still warm to the touch. A fresh kill. A shout rang out through the darkness. Charging in that direction, forcing his way through thickets and brambles, uncaring of the noise he made, Dimitri soon caught sight of a low, burning campfire. Around it, three silhouettes struggled, fighting a beast whose back was as tall as the largest of the figures. Hunched on all fours, the creature stalked around the fire. The beast was something out of a nightmare. A long, serpentine neck ended in a scaly dog's head filled with interlocking fangs. The body was covered in long spines that ran down along a whip-like tail. Nightmare or not, this creature was from the wild, and the wild was his to protect. He couldn't let this beast be killed. Not on this plane, at least. He leapt forward into action. Chapter 2. Into the Wild. Uh, so as uh, Dimitri rushes into the clearing, we'll say this first round is all yours as a surprise round, as you've surprised everyone in the clearing with your presence. What would you like to do? Dimitri will hold out his hand and cast Produce Flame and continue to shout at the creature, Hey, ugly, follow me! Over here! Over here! And Dimitri will run into the pond. Uh, so Dimitri, you kind of rush around the creature and, uh, it seems, it, it seems kind of entranced and transfixed by you as you rush into the water, uh, getting about waist deep, uh, near the middle of the pond. The creature has followed you to the edge of the water. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Dimitri will continue to beckon it into the water and shout, just let me handle it. Let me handle it. It'll be okay. Do not hit it. Please let me handle it. Sure. So he calls out to you uh, and will say that y- your characters can kind of, uh, can kind of react uh, as, this mo- as, the, as the beast seems temporarily stunned and, uh, and, and transfixed um, by this newcomer to your clearing. Yes, lads, let's leave it to uh, this strange fire man. While still hidden... Gavin takes advantage of the fact that he hasn't been noticed by either this current newcomer or the beast and will ready a dagger, ready to aim at either should they make a false move towards his compatriots, but okay. won't use his attack. Sure, we'll say you're kind of holding your action there. Um, uh, next up would be Jacob. Uh, Jacob will cast uh, Healing Word on Maze, who is now uh, a distance from the combat. Sure. Uh, and uh, what will that do for Maze? Heal him for seven points. Okay. Take seven points of healing uh, as, as Jacob uh, plays a healing melody on his flute. Uh, next up, we do have Dimitri again. Dimitri will back up further to the other end of the pond, where if the creature were to approach him, he would also have to get into the water. Sure. I'll have you make an animal handling check here. Okay. 13. 13. Okay. Dimitri will let the spell go out of his hand. The fire goes away. He then puts his hands into the water and he will cast Wild Keeper. 
Uh, so as Dimitri puts his hands into the water, the rest of you watch as the surface of the water becomes completely flat and still, completely silver, mirror-like. And you can see for the briefest, Dimitri, for the briefest moment before he starts to sink below the surface. Maze, it's your turn. Does Maze see anything under the water? Uh, you do not. It looks like a perfect mirror-bright surface. And you can see Dimitri slowly sinking below it. The water rising up to his chest. Or maybe he's sinking down into it, but the pond shouldn't seem this deep. Dimitri will turn to you and shake his head. Um, Maze will just back off a little bit farther from the creature and position himself closer to this newcomer. Just if he needs to grab him out of the water. His sure, so you kind, of, you kind of edge your way around this small pond, um, get behind uh, this newcomer who's still facing the creature, still clapping at it, uh, still trying to keep its attention. Will that be all of your turn? My rage will end because I have not attacked anyone this turn. Okay, sure. So your rage, uh, your rage dies out, um, and you start to feel the wounds a little bit more acutely. You can feel the deep gashes that this is uh, raked into your chest. Um, you know that this is going to add to your multiple layers of scars. Next up is the beast, which stalks forward carefully. It seems transfixed by this mirror-smooth surface of the pond and Dimitri at you inside of it. It lowers its head, taking one step, then another forward. And as soon as its scaly feet make contact with the mirror-smooth surface, it seems to be inexorably drawn forward, and its massive bulk vanishes within seconds, as does the head and shoulders of Dimitri. Can I try to grab him when that happens? Make an athletics check. 19. Uh, as you grab onto him, you too are drawn into the pond and through the water. As your head breaks the surface, you find yourself in a strange place, waist deep in a pond. Uh, the creature that has also come through the water, the beast, this nightmarish thing, is on the opposite bank, climbing out as well. Um, you find yourself kind of coughing and sputtering as though, uh, or although you're not that wet anymore as you climb out onto the bank. Maze, as you look up and around, you're startled by an unfamiliar world. Metallic leaves sway on branches that are charcoal black. They look healthy, but so unnatural. The stars look different, too, as though they're somehow closer, but shifted, tilted slightly. You see that the surface of the pond is still silvery and mirror-bright, and you stare across at a beast who seems as disoriented by this sudden shift as you are. But we'll say the beast kind of used its whole turn uh, to, to move through the pond and is still a bit disoriented, so we'll start back at the top of the order, and it'll be your turn, Dimitri. Kind sir, I am very sorry. We need to go back into the water. We're not supposed to be here. Uh, don't have to tell me twice. I'm gonna get right back in the water. Yeah, let's. Mace, I, I, Dimitri will. Mace is gonna go. <laughs> we'll say the two of you dive back into the water. Go ahead and make acrobatics or athletics checks. Fifteen. Fourteen acrobatics. 
Okay, so uh, Dimitri, you manage to dive into the water. Maze, as you do, you feel another sting of acid as this monster lashes out and launches two jets of acid at the two of you. Uh, you take another 12 points of damage as you fling your body into this still calm, mirror bright surface of the water and find yourself once again on a different bank, uh, back in the clearing uh, that you had just come from moments earlier. You can hear Dimitri murmuring something under his breath, and the surface of the water again becomes translucent, and you can feel it soaking your clothes and skin uh, as you stumble out of the pond and onto the surface, on your hands and knees shaking at this surreal experience. How much time has passed that they've been gone? That is an excellent question. Uh, I need Dimitri mm-hmm. to roll a d6. Six. Okay. Jacob and Gavin, you sit, uh, you sit at the bank of this silver pool for several hours, trying to figure out what has happened. Too afraid to take a step into the pool. Are they dead? Look, I've seen a lot of things in my time, and, uh... Why is the water silver? I don't understand. I don't know, and I I don't know that I want to waste the arrow to poke it. And then as they surface, Jacob immediately rushes to Maze, and, uh, this mysterious figure... Gavin, assist... Yeah, we were right behind you guys. We were so ready to get in there, and you just... Uh, so the water, the water clears, uh, and uh, those two come striding out of the pond, uh, their clothes soaking wet. In this time, uh, you've continued to keep up the campfire, almost out of habit, uh, as you've known nothing else to do while you sat and kind of stared at the surface of this pond. What just happened? Hello. All three of us turn towards Dimitri, inquisitive, confused, and look to Dimitri for an explanation of just what on earth transpired before them. What in Hicksnos' name was that? Yeah, what he said. What did Nixos's thing happen? Well, I want to apologize to you, sir. I wasn't supposed to be in there when that happened. Thank you for helping. I really appreciate it. Sorry... You saw some things you weren't supposed to. What, what was down there? What was, what was that? That's really complicated. And I want to tell you more, but maybe we should get dried off. Want to sit by the fire? Yes, perhaps. Uh, why don't uh, Maze and our uh, very strange friend uh, come join us by the fire? Gavin, do we have any food left? Yeah, Sure. Uh, should I paint it silver? Oh, perfect. Uh, please join us, and why don't you start by, uh... Who are you? That would... Okay, yes. Sorry. Dimitri sits down, um, crosses his legs, uh, takes his staff off his back, and lays it across his lap. Sorry, I don't... see people often. So I'm not very... good at interactions like this. My name's Dimitri. Nice to meet you. 
What that was, it was, like I said, not supposed to be here. Yeah, you brought that up about the whole not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, Where was it supposed to be? Oh, oh no. Where, Where are you all from? Like, okay, I introduced myself. Can we, can we go around the uh, circle here and uh, introduce each other? In fact, I, I'm good at dodging things, too. I, I can see what you're doing. Hi, Gavin Rettler, Caspain. What the hell was that? Nice to meet you. Uh, y- your name, sir? That's Maze. This is Jacob Elias. Tell us what the hell happened here. Gavin... <laughs> Tiger, why don't you have a seat? Uh, I can speak for myself. Every single time I try and actually get things done, and then all of a sudden... Dimitri, was it? Fine. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Let me start by thanking you for your uh, apparent assistance. I have no idea whether that thing will return. It Uh, shouldn't. Perfect. Mace has been pacing this whole time by the fire because he's still very shook up by what that was. Jacob, during this time as well, will be observing Maze, particularly if, if he has any injuries, etc. Um, and the, the newcomer, Dimitri, not sure what to make of any of this yet, having never seen water turn to silver before. First, I want to, before I explain anything, I need to pay back uh, our, you, Sir Maze. I want to help you. Uh, you got hurt helping me, and I apologize. So I want to help you. And this might help explain what's going on. Um, if you want to come sit next to me for a minute. Jacob, seeing Maze's discomfort, uh, says, Maze, I, I believe this man can be trusted as of now. Why don't you allow him to uh, assist? Since when did you become so trusting? Maze will kind of run his hands through his hair a couple times and then slowly make his way over to Dimitri and sit down beside him. Thank you. I just want to say thank you again. It was a great idea to grab me, but I messed up. I haven't done that in a while what I did there and I forgot I wasn't supposed to be in the water so let me help you Dimitri is gesticulating wildly like he doesn't quite know how to talk to people so he's trying to make up for his awkwardness with his body movement and his hands and Dimitri will put his hands on you and it's it doesn't feel like regular healing magic but it is healing you does does it feel different than the magic that I'm used to getting from Jacob, per se? Like, does it feel different? I'll have you make an arcana check with disadvantage. Three. Feels like magic. <laughs> <laughs> As Dimitri is waving his hands about like someone who doesn't seem like he's spoken a language before... Gavin will lean towards Jacob and speaking in Elvish will lean into him and say, Jacob, have you seen anything like this before in your life? 
do I understand that since I speak Elvish? Do I? How do I? How loud are you? Is it loud? I'm not loud. Okay, okay. Never mind. Uh, go ahead and make a make a sleight of hand check here. Eleven. I believe you probably also speak Elvish. What's your passive perception? Sixteen. <laughs> uh, and yours, Maze? Passive perception? Mm-hmm. Twelve. Yeah, everyone hears. You switch to Elvish and lean over to, to Jacob. Everyone hears you say, um, Jacob, have you seen anything like this before? Because uh, this is freaking me out. No, I, I'm afraid uh, I have not. Uh, however, he did uh, assist us from that uh, horrifying creature. He turned the water silver. Why am I the only one who seems concerned about this? It was, no, I thought it was quite impressive. It, it, sure, that's a word for it. Absolutely. Can you? N- no, and Excellent. I'm okay with that. I'm confident in my abilities no, not to turn water into the mirrors. Well, why don't you sit down, Ace? Frustrated. <laughs> Gavin takes a seat on the log. <laughs> uh, so how many points of healing uh, does do you give Maze? Eleven. And he also gets two temporary hit points, but we're not in combat, so that doesn't really okay. mean anything right now. Oh, those but. will last for ten minutes, so you never yeah, you know never what know. happens. Never know what happens. Uh, so you can feel this healing magic uh, surge into you as uh, Dimitri and Maze, you both overhear uh, Jacob speaking to Gavin and Elvish. I don't talk a lot to people, but I do know what you just said. I understand. It's ve- I'm very odd. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, you're odd. Just uh, impressive. And odd. Can I ask um, what was down there? So what you... <clears throat> Dimitri sits up a bit. Sir, what you experienced, and I'm going to be honest with you because you tried to say... You saved my life. I don't know what would have happened if you didn't come with me. Something bad might have happened. You saved my life. Thank you. So knowing that, I just, I'm just going to be upfront with you and... Let's see where it goes. I that was the the wild. Maze is going to immediately stand up at that, walk as f- to the edge of this clearing, get in his pack, pull out candles, pull out some incense, light it, get every, and start praying. That's yes, that's that's totally fine. Thank you for not doing something. Um, Violent. He's ignoring him and just just praying. He's, so, so you can hear, yeah, you can hear Maze uh, kind of murmuring some prayers to Hicksnos as you continue to kind of speak at his back as he's lighting candles and incense, uh, seeming to try to cleanse himself of this wicked experience. Hearing the wild and seeing this transpire, Jacob is extremely intrigued and uh, will will approach uh, Dimitri. Uh, and say, the wild, you say? Yes. Well, um, perhaps I shall play you a tune. And pulling out his flute, uh, made from the wild, uh, intentionally playing, uh, directly in front of him. Uh, perhaps, uh, if he would notice... Sure. Uh, Dimitri, I'll have you make an Arcana check here with advantage. Twelve. 
You can tell that there's something about this flute. The magic feels familiar. It feels like it has a similar source to your own. Uh, Dimitri stands up and approaches you. Where did you get that? Oh, it's uh, an heirloom, you could say. Uh, Yes, again, Jacob. Jacob, okay, yes. And uh, where did you come from out of the bushes? <laughs> yeah, the ba- yes, yes. The Before bushes? the bushes. Before the bushes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, very far away. Do you, do you like live in the wild? No, 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 I do not live there. Okay. It's bad to be there for a long time. Oh. Don't do that. Okay. If you have the, don't do that. So we could have gone to the wild just then if we'd have gone in the, the silver place. Yes, that, hearing all this talk, Maze is going to continue praying, but louder to try to block out everything that they're saying. So <laughs> he's just going to pray louder and he's going to say, Surya ferum proside solum sile rictum, just louder and over and over and over because they're talking about something they don't need to be talking about. We get it. You did. Rectum, yeah, I heard ya. Hearing the clear discomfort as well, uh, what time can I est- uh, Can Jacob estimate what time it is? It's still nighttime, right? As you look up and see uh, the, the progress of the two moons across the sky, uh, you figure it's uh, three to four hours till sunrise. Jacob, uh, realizing this, will say, well, that was quite bizarre and tiring, so uh, I will suggest that we take advantage of uh, our remaining uh, nap time and uh, retire for the night. I myself could use some rest. Good night all. And Jacob will retire to his sleeping bag. Uh, so Jacob kind of resolutely just wraps himself up in a blanket and uh, puts his back to the fire. Um, clearly done with the uh, wild uh, events of the night. As Jacob starts to uh, settle in, uh, he says, May, is, this is all quite overwhelming. Why don't you retire as well? Uh, it will give you some rest so that uh, when the sun rises you may uh, pay proper tribute Maze, something doesn't feel right, and you're not going to be able to sleep until you get a couple answers. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to take the first watch. There's no reason to go to sleep right now. Well, I, I, I won't uh, argue with you uh, taking a watch. Good night. Gavin continues to eye Dimitri, just curious as he's ever been, and this communication with these fantastic things intrigues him. So Gavin looks towards Dimitri and slyly calls out, uh, Dimitri, do you want to take a walk around this little pond and kind of see what's around here? You know, just talk and stuff. Yeah, I can take a walk with you. Sure. That's fine. Yes. Gavin leads Dimitri over towards the pond and tries to get out of earshot of Maze to try and avoid making him uncomfortable. Maze is going to follow them over there. Uh, 
Gavin notices that Maze is coming towards them and says, Maze, look, you, you keep watch. Jacob is a heavy sleeper, and he needs someone to make sure that uh, if they're around, you know, they'll knock him over the head one or two times before he uh, wakes up. I'm more worried about the stranger that we have with us who's bringing creatures from somewhere that they do not need to come from. Hey, Maze, do you remember the fight we had against the big creature there? How useful were you in that one there, buddy? I tried. You got hit a lot. And what did I do? Why was that thing here? It's like I'm talking to a damn wall. That is a great question. Um, what, what I can say is that it's not supposed to be here. You are correct. And it, and it is my job to make sure it goes back to where it belongs. Is he telling the truth? Make an insight check. 16. He seems very genuine. Is that what you do? Yes. That is, ex- yes. Exactly. I, the things that aren't supposed to be here, I may go away. And you helped me with that. I tried. You tried. And if I was on that other side by myself with that thing, I don't know if I would have came back. So thank you. Do you go down there a lot? No. No. No, no, no. No. Not a lot. How old does he look? Like this, this is the first time that we've really gotten a chance to like look at him. Just like, does he describe how you look to us? Dimitri is, he's about average height, but he's very like just bare bones muscle. He doesn't have long hair. It's actually shorn up. It's very like cut off, kind of scraggly, but not too much that it would be like, he looks like a weirdo or whatever, but it's cut down. Um, he's got a leather armor on, like furs just kind of draping off of him. He's got this large wooden staff. Um, and he does have like a minor, like little like buckler shield or, um, but yeah, other than that, he, he has fairly normal features. And how about how old does he look? He looks about 29, 30 ish. So how much time have you spent down there? Enough to know that the things that come out of there don't need to be here. I agree with you. Um, yeah, exactly. I, we're in agreement. We're on the same side. Mm-hmm. I'm just more connected with that end of it. And do you follow Hicksnose? Well, that's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it doesn't... You know, if we're all doing good things for people... Dimitri, wouldn't you say that one's path to the light is their own business wouldn't you say yes exactly i now i might personal very personal yes very personal and it's it's i you know we we've become very close we had a very uh uh, harrowing experience together yeah a wild time hmm Terrible joke, just trying to lighten the okay. mood. Oh, oh, yes, jokes, yes, sorry. Again, don't talk to people a lot. Uh, Ma- mostly, Maze is a little bit less apprehensive about him. Maze appreciates the fact that he tries to take these evil creatures that really don't belong here and put them back. But he's still very apprehensive of him, so he will leave him and Gavin be and go to his bedroll. He's going to keep his distance from him and try to keep an eye on him, but with his injuries, he does need to try to get some rest, so... He will go and to his bedroll, light some candles, and face the direction of Dimitri and Gavin. Sure. And you eventually drift off, leaving Gavin and Dimitri uh, on the other side of the pond. Um, so 
Dimitri, right? Yes. I, um, I'm sorry. I'm just so confused. So, I understand. I was confused for a while too. Where are you from? I am from Felder, originally. Now, where I'm from now doesn't doesn't. I would put uh, does not apply on a on a scroll. Oh, okay. Um, odd question. And this might sound impersonal, and I apologize for that. But it, you know, tact doesn't seem to be your thing either. No. So let's just roll on with this. What happened to you? Oh, that's a lot to talk about. But I am here to help. I want to help. I want to show you something. Mm-hmm. Gavin pulls out his dagger drinker, which seems to be the cause of a lot of his trouble, and shows it to Dimitri and says, what can you tell me about this? Make an arcana check, Dimitri. Fifteen. Fifteen. You can tell that this dagger has magic, and its source seems oddly familiar to you. It seems as though the magic that made this dagger is the same magic that made the staff that you carry. Oh. Which is slightly different than the flavor of magic that comes from the wild. Okay. Interesting. What? Got quite a, um, if I'm, I'm going to try this, quite a wild dagger here. <laughs> I uh, I see what you did there. You uh, you, you tried. Yeah, that was good. That was right. I'm learning. Yeah, right. Yes. You're doing, it's very good. You're doing very good. I um. So that kind of confirms a lot of things. I thought about this dagger. I appreciate your insight. Mm-hmm. How long have you been able to commune with the wild like that? A long time. A long time. You can't be over what thirty. I'm. Yes. How old are you? 30. You don't sound very sure of that. Going to be going to be straightforward with you here. Um You know how me and your friend went in? Yeah. And then came back out? Right. How long were we gone? Mm, a few hours, 4 or 5, maybe. We were something. only gone a second. Well, uh... So yeah, and I can't, I'm not, I try not to be there, uh, but I can't avoid it sometimes. Right. Look, obviously you kind of gathered that our uh, companion, Maze, is, uh, he's a believer. Uh, he, yes. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, considering you've shared with me a lot of things, I have no problem sharing with you. Um, I'm less than convinced. <laughs> Great. That just means you're you're more more open to um, different ideas, and that's good. That's good because this world is not very open. Right. I gathered that much. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about, but it is getting late. Uh, yes. Do you want to sleep, or uh, you know, yeah, you go to sleep, and I'll keep watch because 
Jacob's useless like that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, get some rest. Uh, I'm going to take a walk around this here and make sure that the area is clear. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Dimitri happily jaunts back over to the fire, lays down like there's a there's a bedroll, and he just lays next to it on the on the ground, puts the staff under his head, noticing and watching Dimitri as he ambles back to the bedroll that he had laid out and doesn't use it. Gavin tilts his head a bit, confused, but kind of expecting it, mutters under his breath, what a strange little man, keeps watch as the night turns to the sunrise. Sure. Uh, We'll say the rest of you sleep the rest of the night unperturbed by any other creatures um, and come sunrise and maybe a couple hours after you've had a full long rest and you wake wondering if last night was a dream but then you see Dimitri the man who stumbled into your clearing behind a massive horrifying creature still snoozing lightly what did I have to drink? (laughs) um hopefully not the water (laughs) (laughs) you think that's bad? I uh, I think there's a possibility of that, Maze. I, yeah. I'm, I'm making a joke, Maze. Good yes, Lord. you did seem Sorry, to swallow. I didn't, I didn't you did sleep, seem to right. swallow some of that uh, silver water, uh, Jacob. Uh, uh, now that uh, Maze and Gavin are are also awake, Jacob will uh, uh, begin to play a uh, a song uh, that celebrates uh, the dawning of the sun. Uh, uh, intentionally loud enough to wake uh, Dimitri. Maze will also have gotten up a little bit before sunrise to perform his morning prayer. Sure. So uh, as Maze is going through his morning prayer rituals, um, Jacob pulls out his flute and begins to play along. Um, uh, The sounds of soft chanting and uh, of a flute uh, eventually wake you, Dimitri. Uh, you find yourself incredibly well rested. Wow, you guys are still here. Did you expect us to not be? Maybe you would have left. I don't know. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't blame you. Jacob uh, has been sizing up Dimitri and his possessions this entire time. Uh, is there anything unusual? Does he have anything really noticeable other than uh, a strange staff. I'll have you make a perception check. Eight. No, that staff seems pretty cool, but other than that, he's dressed in simple furs that look like they were self-tanned, certainly not by an expert. He seems to have made his own clothing, um, including the shield that's on the back of his forearm that, as you glance closer, looks to be made of tortoise shell. Well, that staff is quite impressive. Uh, your shield... Do you come from the coast? I'm not from the coast, but I I do get around quite a lot. Oh, excellent. Uh, Gavin and I uh, have been traveling mm-hmm. together for quite some time, and Maze has joined our uh, merry band. Um, uh, where are you heading? 
South. South. How convenient. And uh, the convenience of the answer South and his strange appearance uh, and creating silver out of water, uh, Jacob will be trying to size up the honesty of his answers this entire time. So I'll have you make an insight check, Jacob, and I'll have you make uh, a deception check, Dimitri. Eight for insight. Seven. It seems as though while Dimitri seems very genuine, um, he's not telling you the whole truth. And Dimitri, this whole time, the source of those monsters has kind of crept back into your mind as the constant threat that it has been Mm -hmm. uh, for these last few years. Jacob, seeing that there might be deeper layers to what he's saying, uh, can he notice anything, whether it's malicious or out of discomfort for clearly not being of Hicksnos? You can tell, uh, beating him on that insight check, you can tell that he's hiding something from you, but you get the feeling that he doesn't want to burden you with something. Jacob, having a similar belief about his own uh, mission and, uh, and life, lets it go, feeling it is more of a tact thing or maybe his lack of communication skills that we've established, and, uh, and says, well, perhaps if... Uh, you're not opposed. You would uh, travel with us. We're all heading south. That would be great. I don't get to be around people very often, so this is great. Oh, we'd love to have you. Yes, no, no, we would. All in favor? As long as there's no more of going through lakes and ponds into weird places. That is not... That won't happen to you. I would like that not to happen to any of us. It, I will tr- it will definitely not happen to you. Yeah, don't let it happen to him. We'll totally go. Well, that is reassuring. Uh, We certainly don't uh, want another uh, obese Patrick on our hands, do we? (sighs) Hearing that name, Gavin sighs heavily, looking towards Jacob. Yes, quite a circus, wasn't it? A circulus. Well done, Gavin. (laughs) Thank you. Jacob uh, begins gathering up camp, uh, signaling for Gavin to assist and Maze. Have the birds resumed chirping? Is it loud again? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Gavin begins to pack up camp and prepare to continue down the road. Jacob um, uh, shouts out, Oh, Gavin, my boy, we must return this amulet first. Might I suggest that Maze and I return it while you and uh, Dimitri uh, remain on the outskirts of yeah. town? Yeah, we'll... No reason. Yeah, we'll hang outside. I, uh, I got plenty of things to talk about with Dimitri. And, Perfect. You know, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't go inside. <laughs> nah, that's... <laughs> you're perceptive dimitri i've tried it you know it's not personal right no it's, not at all i completely understand people are just the, the, just the way they are you're unnerving shall we go <laughs> i would like to get that amulet back soon as possible i i would like nothing more yeah here catch gavin 
nonchalantly tosses it to Jacob. Maze will reach to try to make sure that Jacob doesn't drop it. Just to... uh, I'll have both of you make dexterity checks. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> Seven, 17, 17 uh, So as you see the amulet shining through the air, Maze, you dive uh, <laughs> head over heels trying to catch this thing and, and mm. totally catch a mouthful of dirt as Jacob catches it easily and walks on as though nothing has happened. Jacob seeing uh, Maze eat dirt and gracefully catching the amulet says, Maze, my dear boy, did you think I would drop it? I just didn't want it to hit the ground. I was more worried about Gavin than you. It was nice of you to take the fall for the amulet there, Maze. Picking grass and dirt out of his teeth, he's like, all in the name of Hicksnose. Jacob offering water to Maze signals for uh, the two of us to be on our way, saying, I would never drop an artifact of Hicksnose, even if Gavin is a poor aim and uh, begins to walk down the road. I heard that. Chuckling, Maze and Jacob make their way back up the road towards Wild Spring. Gavin stays put at the camp to question Dimitri more about his experience in the wild. That's where we'll end the adventure for now. But the story continues in Chapter 3, available now. Hi, this is Zach McCann, and I play Gavin. Thanks for listening to the RPG Radio Show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It's really helpful for a new show like ours. For the latest news and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RPG Radio Show. For exclusive behind-the-scenes content, playable digital content, and much more, consider supporting us on Patreon. All your support goes to improving our show. Visit patreon.com slash RPG Radio Show to find out more. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week to the RPG Radio Show. Show.